0: Welcome to the Dewey and Goop podcast. I'm Dewey. I'm Goop. But we are here with our football inside BYU football insider, Josh Camp. Josh, how are you? I'm good. Camp, I mean, give me a go kooks. Go kooks, but I'm a little <laughs> sad. Oh. Why are
1: you sad, Camp? It was rough. What was rough? It doesn't need to be said. This. Uh. So we're
0: recording this after week five, right? We're five. Five weeks yeah. in. And BYU is getting ready for their upcoming game against Utah State, coming off a rough loss, which is why camp's enthusiasm is a little low for the Cougs. Um, a little
2: less than stellar.
0: So in this in this episode, podcast, for the next 30 minutes, just kidding. Uh, never is that short. Um, someday. <laughs> someday we'll get it down there. But for the next little while, we will be talking about just kind of the Cougs. First and foremost, and year in review, or what we think or think about so far, covering some highs and some lows. Uh, Camp, we're gonna ask you, since you're our Cougar Insider, what are your thoughts on the Cougs' three and two season so far?
1: Record, it's not not bad. Like. To start, I think we'd all be happy with three and two. Yeah.
2: At the beginning of the season, what would you have thought the record was at this point? I would have thought
1: three and two is possible, but I would have thought it would have been Arizona, Cal, and McNeese State. There's no yeah. way we'd be beating. Okay, Wisconsin. so still Wisconsin. three and two, but. You would have. Well, I mean, two, or, two and three or three and two. Yeah. I thought they were going to go one. Camps',
0: of those. Camp's eternal optimism. optimistic. He's he is, always so. going to go optimistic. So the, the the three and two. It's a very key but, attribute but, to being but not, a insider. Not, w- not a win over Wisconsin in that. I did not see that happen. That's I don't think anybody did. No. Not Nobody a single did. person. That was amazing. That was so, amazing. Um, so, yeah, I, let's talk about Wisconsin. Like, What was going through your mind watching that game when BYU won? I, it's terrible because I am not an optimistic person. I'm very pessimistic. And in my mind,
2: the entire game, I'm like, BYU is just going to wait until the last second to, <laughs> to ruin everything and lose by one and break my heart. I was just the whole game. I was it's, getting so mad because I was like, they're going to lose. I can't believe this. That's
0: the life of a BYU fan, it right? Is. Like, we get behind early and we make a little comeback and we get our hopes up and then they're yeah. dashed, right, somehow? So
2: I was just like, you're toying with me. You're preparing
0: for the worst. Yes. That's true. So I couldn't, I didn't
2: enjoy cheering them on while they were winning. Oh, what about you, Camp? It, like, just were you,
1: were you
0: watching your brothers? Yes. Okay.
1: And just like shock, I think the whole thing going through my mind was just what a difference coaching can make. Yeah. This was like not that different from a team a year ago that just mm-hmm. destroyed us at home. <laughs> so to even be yeah. competitive with them, and what was crazy is, I we it felt like we were beating them at their game. Yeah. Which. I definitely didn't see happening. I thought if we were going to be able to beat Wisconsin, we would have to stretch the field. And yeah. but we did in a way, just not in the way I thought. I could,
0: yeah, I was long ways I, and width ways. Right? Yeah, I yeah. was
1: surprised how much they struggled with the fly sweep. Yeah, that that surprised me. Absolutely, Wisconsin really struggled. With
0: yeah, it. I think in watching the game, I think it was like uh, Wisconsin's second possession. They went down and they scored pretty easily. Kind of like mm. you know, just hammered us. You know, running down the middle, right? And then I was like, oh, that's what they do. Now they're going to get rolling, right? And then, but then we answered, and I think that was key, that we answered right away. And it kind of went blow for blow there and got lucky with the trick play. Mm-hmm. You know, good play call with that and everything. And, yeah, it was impressive. I think, like, BYU matched up really well with them, like, you know, match up. And I think their QB is obviously not Jake Browning. So, <laughs> but we, <laughs> that being
1: said, Browning's game this last weekend looked like Hornybrook last year. Yeah. Yeah. That's, and,
2: that's true. So we're looking forward to playing Washington next year when we we'll be <laughs>
0: right. Hopefully, hopefully it'll be the same thing. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, it was, it was a great game. I remember watching and like, I didn't really think the BYU was going to win until like Wisconsin had it on the last drive and like wait, this is like the last drive of the game. And they had to go like 80, 90 yards, right? I'm like, we stop him and we win. That's incredible. You know, like like it actually hit it hit me there. And then, you know, the the two timeouts by Kalani oh, and everything. Oh, I see. Oh. I
2: love that move.
0: So many ESPN <laughs> commentators were
2: like, Great move by Sataki, icing that kicker with it, his timeouts. If outs. it hadn't worked, then they oh. would have been
1: criticizing oh, yeah, him. Oh, yeah, because he would have wasted his timeouts yeah. when he could have tried to drive. Right. At the time, I was like, what are you
0: doing? Right. Like, save the time so we could try to score. And, him. like, yeah. I think, well, and, like, I'll touch on this again later. I think the coaches, obviously, the coaches know their team so well. Mm-hmm. And, like, they know what they can accomplish. And I think Kalani knew, like, there's no way we're going 80 yards in a minute, mm-hmm. or even like 30, 40. Yards yeah, for he knows a his goal. offense. Yeah. he knows what they're capable. Yeah. yeah, he knows what what to expect from them, and he's not gonna like push them past. That yeah, and things, but yeah, that that win by Where do you rank that win in the top 10, top five, top three greatest wins of all time, and then like modern era, I guess. I I, you know I think I mean? post labelle. It's hard to tell all time because I'm not. I mean, there's a lot of great like a lot of great wins in the '80s. And yeah, 90s that were way things, before yeah. my
2: time. That BYU did so. In, in so, my so lifetime, so how about modern? Like like in modern, like my post life, Lavelle. Post Lavelle, I you definitely could put that in a top ten.
0: Well, yeah, but like like how high? What number?
2: Uh, uh, I don't know if it cracks top five. So you're definitely between a, a ten to six, maybe like a seven.
1: Okay. So here's what's tough is like, you just have to wait till the year's over to know for sure. Yeah. Right. We could say right now what we think, but at the end of the year, but right now that's a top five time, top five win all time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All time. And that, like you're taking out, you know, like I'm talking about just single game. Cause you take right. out like importance. Cause obviously win against Michigan to win right, the championship. Right, 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 right. right. But that was a six and 16. Like we're not going to put that in there. Right. So who do you got? Miami's number one by far. Yeah. Um, Maybe you would have Oklahoma up there. I know oh, people man. always say they love that finished team. eight and four, but that's because we knocked out yeah. their quarterback. The I mean, Yeah, but B-
0: BYU was ranked that game. You know, like like BYU had a good team. Yeah, well, they were ranked against Miami too. Right, but but it was defending champs. Yeah, Miami and number they, one. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. but it's Miami. But so, I, yeah. yeah, I think it's I think it's top five right now. Yeah, I I would possibly push a top three. Yeah. I like top five all the time. I think in the postmodern BYU era a top three. I think it's better than Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. I think I it's do. better than, you know, any win over any rival BYU's had or anything. Um just the fact that like they came in twenty one point underdog. Nobody was expecting it. Like nobody. Like like in the Oklahoma game, there's like all right, we there's maybe a chance, you know what yeah. I mean? And so like just the fact that it came out of nowhere. And I think that's what makes it so great, right? Yeah. I think, and I put it in top five because I
1: think Wisconsin's going to end up being good. Like, yeah. they were legit last year, obviously. They I think. They s- still oh. say
0: they have a chance at the playoffs. Yeah.
1: Well, so. they do. And they, I, yeah. If
0: they, if they win out, mm-hmm. for sure. Got to beat they gotta
2: Ohio State in the Big championship. Ten championship. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: But, yeah, they'll, they'll probably win their division, probably go to the the Big Ten championship game, and then if they win that. It's then. not going
1: to be like 83 or 84 when we started off beating number three Pitt. You know? Right, and right. Then they, um, and then they only won three games. Yeah. Like, I think Wisconsin's <laughs> going to be good.
0: That's yeah. true. Yeah. So that was obviously a huge win. Um, the the Let's go through a little bit game by game. Opening game, BYU against Arizona. Um, Great w- defensive showing. I team. was pleasantly surprised. Very surprised. I mean, I had pretty low. Tried mm-hmm. to set my expectations low, so that I would be surprised, I guess. And then they came in, out, and they they beat the Wildcats down there. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, the Wildcats got some problems. Yeah, Arizona's got some problems, but um, yeah. the de- the defensive showing mm-hmm. was great. Great scheme by Tuiaki. and uh, you know that third quarter where the offense got going, that was that was pretty impressive too.
1: I think offensively, like. So Wisconsin, obviously, is our best game, right? right? But offensively, Arizona was our most complete game. Absolutely. Because we were actually a threat through the air, which we'll, we'll talk more about.
0: Kind, right? kind of a threat through the uh, air. I mean,
1: <laughs> in the third quarter, we threw for over a hundred yards. Yeah. By itself, so. Yeah. But, yeah.
0: <laughs> we uh, So, like, in that, the, we had possession, uh, like, on their side of the 50, like, two or three times, right? Yeah. And that, the one touchdown pass that Mangum threw to Bushman, was, like, it was It was more of a scheme thing than a talent thing. No, I for agree. Sure. I agree. And, I mean, that obviously all counts. But at this right. point, we're just any scheme, ta- whatever. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. And, and, again, I think that goes back to the coaches, like, know what they have. They they know they can't just, like, one-on-one, we're going to beat you. You know, like, we have to be deceptive and scheme to, to, to get wins, to get yards, to get things through the air. Like, Wisconsin, BYU, make them through for less than 100 yards. One touchdown pass came from our wide receiver, you know. And I think that's, like, just kind of, like, how the coaches are, like, all right, like, this is what we got to do to win, right? Our receivers throwing TD passes. If, if that's what we got to do. That's what we got to do. But, um, so then, obviously, You followed up with Cal. Big letdown there. that
2: yeah, is great of a performance. Form. No.
1: What's crazy is that game wasn't, like, I mean, we scored It was a three-point game. The, yeah, but we scored eight points at the end. What I was going to say is it, like, it didn't feel as close as it ended. Right, like you just—I mean, I was at that game, and there right. was just like no excitement. Right, there. like it was just—you felt like we were done. Yeah. As soon as that first quarter was over, it's just like you felt like you had no. Hope, yeah. Which...
0: Wind out of your sails. And, and I think that um, Cal, like BYU, matches up with Cal, matches up with Wisconsin a lot better than Cal. Like similar type P players, similar type athletes, right? I think Cal is a little bit, they're uh, more athletic, like side-to-side, side, lateral speed, you know, more like pure athletes, right? Yeah. Wisconsin's more like, we're going to slobber you, and that's like kind of what BYU's trying to do, right? So that's why they lined up more. And I think likewise, Washington is more like Cal than they are like Wisconsin. Wisconsin. I agree, but I will
1: say I think Wisconsin is more athletic then we, I just think they were not prepared for the sweep. It wasn't that we were just straight up beating their guys no, like no, our no. guys were faster. They were not prepared for the sweep. And then when they overcompensated, Squally gashed them in yeah, the middle. It'll... And so, I mean, it's, so there's a, it's a pretty easy trend to see this year. Teams that have been able to scout out the fly sweep and stop it beat us. Mm-hmm. Teams that haven't, we beat. We, they struggle because our running game is so good. But it's like
0: all depending on the fly sweep right now. If you watch that Wisconsin game, their outside linebacker, I think he got hurt yeah. in one of the first few possessions, right? Yeah. And I think it was his backup, he was the one that blew it on those two squally runs. Because mm-hmm. he fell asleep he, on the sweep, or yeah fell, or followed the sweep, right. and then created the alley for, for that right there. So like injuries obviously playing. Yeah, like definitely. In backups and things anyway. So then BYU beat McNeese State. Less than impressive showing. Yes. But it was a win against FCS opponents, what you're supposed to do. Carried
2: that momentum from the Wisconsin game. You kind of need that.
0: It wasn't a great performance, but the W. They won by more than they were favored,
1: which is good. It was a good performance defensively. Yes. yes. Because, I mean, we they were on our side of the field. Yeah. Twice that we gave them bought and then they only got three points out of that. Yeah, my defense yeah. just shut them down But yeah offense again, it was just kind of
0: Sluggish definitely and then was gone. I mean then Washington. That was rough
2: Well, and when I was watching the Washington game the commentators had a very good point they were comparing BYU versus Wisconsin versus BYU versus Washington and on the Wisconsin game, the sideline, like when Jump Around was yeah. playing, they were jumping up and down. There was excitement on that sideline. There was energy. You could you could see it on the television. That team was psyched. You watch the Washington game, BYU looked ejected, no energy on the sideline. Like they had accepted the loss within the first five minutes of the game. I don't know. There was something that they just didn't have that they had versus Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. A little little piss and vinegar in them or something. I don't
1: know. <laughs> I think it was. going
0: to make our podcast. Sorry, <laughs> PG-13.
2: Come on,
1: bad. man. I think it's early success in the game. Like in Wisconsin, they got to the end of the third quarter, and you could sense, They're like, oh, hey. like even though I was stressed out and worried, I thought BYU had a legitimate chance. Like they, they could hold on. Well, to and this.
2: back to what Andrew was saying is the Wisconsin game was punch for punch. Mm-hmm. Had they not scored that touchdown yeah. right after, Responded. it could have been a whole different that's, outcome. That's a good point. And with Washington, they just never were able to respond with yeah. Washington's offense. The
0: and in the Washington game, there are a few like the few plays right before halftime where that was he goes out of bounds and he fumbles, mm-hmm. and like that was. That, that could have been a fourteen-point game, right? Yeah. We make that field goal; it's a fourteen-three game, mm-hmm. and there were a bunch of penalties and things, you know. Yeah, like like BYU just like just did not play well, and like they knew that they would have gonna have to play a perfect game, or almost perfect, like they did against Wisconsin. Yeah, like, to do it, and they just weren't anywhere close to it. Also, uh, Putu Tao going down with an injury, I think, was huge to the morale, of the team, and they're missing couple of key defenders that, have been, that were there for wisconsin yeah
1: i think the defenders was huge, huge. so zane anderson yeah. and diane gong who i say are our two best defenders in the past game yeah and browning just tore us apart absolutely and so i think that that really hurt yeah but a that, in pocket like you were saying like if we don't have that dumb mistake like we should have kneeled it out at the right, end of the first right. half we didn't Kotoba fumbled it would have been 14 nothing really like defense didn't play Great because they still had the ball a lot of the time, but right. still fourteen nothing. If your offense can just score a yeah. touchdown on one of those drives, you're a one possession game, and you're getting the ball back.
0: Right, it wouldn't have been that bad, but that fumble was killer. That's huge. Yeah, and that that's that's another point for the whole season turnovers, right? Mm-hmm. BYU has been plus whatever. They're, well, I don't know what the the overall for the season is, but they've won the turnover battle in every game that they've won, right? So like uh, even like uh, Arizona. That was a big thing. They, they won the turnover battle. Um, big thing in the Cal game are Mangum's two picks that he threw, yeah, yeah. right? Those are bad bad throws, or at least one of them was for sure a bad one. The other one was okay. But, like, interceptions. And I think that's that's one thing that it, BYU is really keying on, and that's why you see such a conservative offense. Is because they're like, hey, we know we're not super good athletically, so we have to play perfect. And part of that is... We can't turn the ball over. Mm-hmm. To me, it's a lot like, like Kyle Whittingham's philosophy, or like what it's been the last few years. Like, hey, we're gonna run the ball. We're not gonna turn it over, and we're gonna do really well on special teams, and play good defense. You know, and like, like, as much as I don't like, like BYU is kind of like turning into Utah in that sense. You <laughs> know what I mean? And it and it and it sucks because that's not like BYU football, but it might be the wave of the future. It mm-hmm. might just be for this team. Who knows? I'm all for whatever is gonna
1: get W's, but they're not, they're not, so even like with those Utah teams, right, mm-hmm. they they weren't passing for under 100 yards, right, they were passing for maybe just under 200 yards, or just over 200 yards, like mm-hmm. they weren't a pass, BYU isn't even passing enough to keep any defense honest yeah. at all, mm-hmm. or at least having success in the pass game, so I mean it's, even though like I agree that is their call and I think that is what this team's strength is because our strength is in our offensive line. We have two good running backs, but you still have to have some type of threat in the pass game for it to work.
2: Mm-hmm. And and it's not right now.
0: So whose fault is that? Um, this, you know, it's your analysis.
2: It's <laughs> tough to say cuz uh I There's a lot of games you watch, and I'm I'm like your typical BYU fan. When BYU's (laughs) winning, I'm like, "Man you're doing great." When BYU's losing, I'm like, "Get him out of here. The bum can't throw," you know. And so, but it's hard to say because like, is our offensive line giving him enough time to make his reads go through his progressions? I don't know. Um, I don't know. Are the receivers? Running clean routes and getting some space, like Shumway was always a big name. I remember from passing game in previous years. He's got two receptions this year. Mm He, he, in my mind, he should be leading in our receivers. Mm -hmm. You know, and I don't know if they've zeroed in on him or if the plays just don't go to him. I don't know.
0: Yeah, what about you, Camp? What's what's to blame for BYU's passing lows? So I think there's multiple things.
1: I think. they don't know who their best receivers are. I mean, really, the only effective receiver so far has been Hifo. Mm-hmm. And it's not necessarily a, as much in the passing game. It's been the short catches, and then he's mm-hmm. just got the skills to make guys miss. And well, then in
2: the sleep. And then right after that, Moroni, out for Pucutau, the year. yeah.
1: So that I will actually say, though, so the I like Pucutau. Yeah, like I think he's, he's a great player. But one thing I will say when you say whose mistake is it, one thing I'll put on the coaches that I think – has been a bad mistake, is they've been not playing Bushman as much because he hasn't been as good blocking. Mm-hmm. I don't care. We're BYU. <laughs> then you split well, him out. Then that's... you split him out and use him as a wide receiver. We don't have enough talent to be sitting a guy like that. What was the best play on offense we had against Washington? Was that, was to that pass to Bushman? And he started outrunning their defenders. There's all this talk of people saying like, oh, Bushman came out out of shape. He lost his step. No. Did you see that play? Mm-hmm. He was starting to outrun the secondary of Washington. Mm-hmm. The guy is our only elite offensive weapon in the past game right now mm-hmm. and even if he's not a good back uh, blocker then you then you scheme him in somehow where he's splitting out and he's a stretch tight end like mm-hmm. you know like we've had in the past with harleen and stuff like you gotta use him mm-hmm. and so putu tau i i lo- i really like but he was a better all-around tight end where he was doing better blocking but He was not as athletic as Bushman. He's not as fast as Bushman. So he was getting some receptions, but he was not as explosive.
0: Yeah. Well, you just said there where you're like, I don't care. This is BYU. That kind of goes against like what we were just talking about, like their identity as a team. You know, like running the ball, you know, defense, special teams. You're like, and you're like, I'm all for the W's. But then you're like, I don't care. We're BYU. Split them out. You know what I mean? Because they're like, and I think the team, the coaches – have an idea of what they want the identity to be. And, like, you see this all the time in college football. Like, new coaches come in. They're like, this is who we are. Players transfer out because they don't fit, right? Mm -hmm. I don't think you'll see that so much at BYU because it's BYU. It's a special place. Mormons, everything, all that, right? And, like, I agree they should use Bushman more. But, like, if he's not doing what he needs to do to get on the field, then that – like 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 that. What I don't know what but is, to do. Is about that right?
2: BYU's identity where we need more of a blocking tight end than? A, right. Yeah.
0: That that, that that's what they, they put an emphasis on. That's why they moved like an offensive tackle or a, a D tackle over to tight end. You know. Mm-hmm. So I mean, so what has Kalani always said?
1: We are going to do things to get our best eleven guys on the field. Yeah. I'm not saying you change your identity. Right. But if and when I say, but we're BYU, I'm not saying you need to pass the ball. I'm saying we're BYU. We're not going to get guys that are going to be able to outrun power five opponents very often. And when we get them, we've got to be strategic and use them in the right way. It's like they've started to do with HeFO this year. Mm-hmm. They've using them more in the sweep. They're doing short passes to them, and HeFO's played great. We need to do the same thing with Bushman. He is our other elite guy that can be explosive. If, he, if you decide, hey, he's not cutting it as tight end and, and blocking, then it's your job as a coach to figure out, okay, how am I going to use this guy and get him on the field? Because we're BYU, we're not USC, we can't bury him
0: three back and we have these other guys just as good. Right. Yeah, I think that brings up another issue with BYU this season is the depth. Is that you've seen, especially on defense, like those couple guys get down or they get hurt. And then, all right, next man up. Wait, he's a walk-on. You know, like yeah. he's not going to be able to go up against against Washington. And that's something BYU is always going to struggle with. Um, and I think, like, as the season goes on, like that may be a, a tell. You know, a, something that that might show up even more. Do you um, think that's? But a- I think I think they'll do better because the like the the back s- side of the schedule is a little easier. Yeah. And so like the talent is a little more equal, but it still could be pretty rough because like you're pl- still playing starters. You know.
2: Do you think recruiting is one of the key things that BYU needs to work on? Needs to get
0: better at? Absolutely. I I think the the team is the coaching staff's. That that's always going to be a struggle, Mm -hmm. right? BYU and Kalani's talked about that and different things. And
2: we're coming. I think next year is that going to be Kalani's recruiting year, or he's still dealing with Broncos recruiting?
0: He still has Bronco guys on the okay. team because this is what his third year. Yeah, he's, but then there's like still, the whole mission thing. Yeah, that So does, it could
1: be like potentially six years. Yeah. It's still majority Bronco, but he's got yeah. he's got he's got his own guys. Several though. guys in right now, mm-hmm. and yeah. a lot of them, like Hifo, is is his. Yeah. Um, there, and there's there's others that are in there, but that are
2: being effective. Because that's that's gotta be the toughest thing about starting a job but, yeah. a new team is. You gotta understand that yeah, I'm guys. here, but I didn't yeah. get my guys. I'm re- I'm inheriting someone else's right. recruiting philosophy. And I,
0: think, and I think that's all part of you know the just the transition of things. And I think like obviously BOU season last year took get is a took probably took a hit, mm-hmm. um, recruiting wise a little bit. Um, and I think for some reason last year there was just lack of athletes, right? And um, and the coaching was even worse, right? So now they like they got better coaching, so like those guys are a little bit better, but they're still not. Like elite level level guys that we saw, you know, earlier on, in, like in the Bronco days, or or even earlier. You know what I mean? So, uh, thoughts on that, Camp?
1: Um, I agree
0: to to an extent.
1: I don't. I think our our talent, to be honest, is is pretty similar to um, to other years. I think uh, maybe not maybe not as much in like wide receiver. So like going back to passing. Here's, here's my other – so, like, I put that on the coaches with Bushman, mm-hmm. right? Receiver, we're trying to find who our guys are. I mean, we've got Hifo. Besides that, it's up in the air. I think Romney's going to be good yeah. eventually. He will be. He but will he's, be. He's a fre- true but freshman. He's, but he's young. He's a true freshman. Yeah. um Besides that, it's like, who do we have? I think I think Colley could be solid. Mm-hmm. um But I I do think with the receivers, they've been switching it up, right? Mm-hmm. Who's starting? And this is what we, we, we had a text <laughs> argument about. Yeah, Kemp
0: and I, like, after after the Washington <laughs> game, we stayed up to like, 1230 just texting each other. <laughs> I finally fell asleep. Oh. But I think it's so, – so, like, I think the season
1: could go really – like, we could turn it around offensively. We could start moving the ball better. We could, like, we could end really strong. Or if our offensive passing woes continue, teams will – will key in on and there's going to be more video out there like one thing i noticed about washington they had the fly suite picked out from the beginning we ran like two or three and then that was it yeah. like okay we can't run that yeah. they but, saw the film
2: even then washington has a great defense i mean yeah. i think they rated them number one in the country from, U- utah the they one.
1: do yeah there's no doubt but there's going to be other teams like at Boise State against yeah. Utah. Utah's got a great defense that are going to be able to right now we are
0: depending on the fly sweep to be huge for us. So if they even just contain it to, I, I don't think they're talking about they don't they're not relying it to be huge. Like the BYU hasn't gotten a fly sweep over like 10 15 yards, right? It's not a home run threat. I think they have gotten some over. They no, had. I, I don't think so. Against Wisconsin, they had some. No, it went like fifteen yards. About fifteen. Yeah, yards, yeah. But like, like they're not going to
1: score a touchdown off it. That's not. That's the point. that's not the point of the fly. That's sweep. not the point yeah. of the fly sweep. But that that is, they're still relying on it in the same way yeah. to open up the middle. Yeah. And if a team takes that away, and then the middle is clogged, we got nothing. So anyway, my point is, on uh, like we're switching out receiver. I think it's it's to the point where if we're struggling in the first half, and ideally. Mangum starts connecting right and we become a threat but if we're not a threat passing downfield Why not give a couple drives to wilson and see what he can do I see no reason are you really telling me he can't hand the ball off like Mangum like I know there's more (laughs) No one can hand the ball off like Mangum. (laughs) I know there is more to it with this, you know the fly sweep and these different things, but if he is any more of a threat going downfield then I think you should at least just give him a chance to see if he can stretch the field a little bit more. Well,
2: I think the great thing is we're getting into the point of the season for BYU where there's going to be those opportunities That's for true. Wilson. Looking at the schedule, I don't know if he's going to get any time against Utah State or not. Depends on how quickly we come out. But, like... NIU, UMass, New Mexico State is currently one and four. That, that game, I almost like you sit Mangum and just let Wilson take that game from start to finish.
1: But this is where, because I don't think we can look at our schedule like we have in years in the past and be like, oh, he can get have this in the second half. Because right now our offense is not the type that's going to be putting a lot of points on the board. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so it's never going to get to that point. Like McNeese State, what, finally 10 minutes left in the game. They finally put Wilson in. Mm-hmm. And by that point, you're just running the clock out. Mm-hmm. And so I I think it's got to be – what worries me about like a team like Utah State is they have offensive power. Yeah. And say something crazy happens, we've shown vulnerability in the passing defense, right? And they go up by two touchdowns. Game's over. Unless we are stretching the field, game at that point would be over be, with our offense how it is right
0: now. Mm-hmm. I think uh, – so you're all for Team Wilson. Like, no, you know,
1: no, I'm all for – Team connects some passes past fifteen yards. If Tanner can do it, we should, awesome. Which he
0: proved last game that he could against Wisconsin. Uh, Washington? Yeah, we hit hit Bushman on that cross. Okay, so one pass. Yeah, we need more consistency
1: than that. And I could get more into the numbers. Do it. Okay, so I've gotten nerdy. <laughs> <laughs> I have an unhealthy obsession, and it is BYU football. It's my only unhealthy obsession. I thought obsession. your unhealthy obsession was going to be Wilson. <laughs> no, honestly, I don't even care if it's. I, my thing if it's Hifo back there throwing whatever <laughs> I was gonna say Hifo is the other one who has a team right? besides. Right. hey hefo's the one who has the longest pass in the year yeah. so that tells you something there you go but I mean if they decided uh, what Hall was Hall. it was I, Critchlow I don't even care like if it's just <laughs> they're like hey he he th- Mangum's not connecting downfield. Let's see if somebody can. Mm-hmm. I don't care who it is, but we need to have at least some type of threat. So I've I've rewatched some of the games. So the the bad games, <laughs> I've rewatched all the games. Let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> but I just tr- started keeping track of because my my thought is, and you hear some talk. Film about study this.
0: with Camp. That's what yes, this is study. why
1: he's our insider. He is our My insider. thought is is I don't know why, but Mangum is checking down too much and i get it that it's the game plan to check down more times than not and i'm good with that but you still got to have the few that you're connecting deep so against the cal or against cal we had 21 passes that through the air were five yards or less no sorry 23 23 passes that in the air were five yards or less that right there is just crazy Mm -hmm. that says inefficiency to me of those, so you could say just scheme, right? And I think a lot of it's scheme. But of those, and, and this is my untrained eye guessing, but from what I could tell by others' receivers running routes, 17 of those were not designed pa- mm-hmm. designed passes to that one. Six of them were. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's 17 times that he's, he's he checking down. down.
0: Yeah. Okay. To me, that's just crazy. Okay. Now, uh, uh, now Go ahead. about that, like, uh, from from the TV view angle, you can't see the coverages. Not on that. Not all the time. No, like, like, but like I was the coaches film, the wide angle. I was like, at like, that game like Okay.
1: And, and I will say he, that pass to, to Romney that could have been caught. Mm-hmm. Right. So, but we're at a point right now where it's like, people are freaking out about drops because we've had the one with Romney and the one with collie Collie right? Drops happen. The only reason we're freaking out is because we've only had two plays that were almost long connections. Mm-hmm. And one, I think Romney's, the guy got his arm yeah, on Romney, right, the second colleagues mm-hmm. was a drop. Mm-hmm. But if we passed more and got some completions, people wouldn't even remember those drops. Mm-hmm. But we're not even doing that. So, so anyway, against Washington, we had 14 passes that were five yards or less. And of those, 10 were not designed. So these are, it's showing that Mangum is checking down mm-hmm. okay this is what I think is the most crazy stat against McNeese State oh and so in those two games so against Washington we only had one pass that was past 15 yards that was that mm-hmm. one two. um against Cal I'm not sure but against McNeese State we passed the ball eight times 15 yards or more mm-hmm. that we attempted eight none of them were completed Mm-hmm. We were 0 for 8, 15 plus. What were, those, now, what were those
0: incompletions?
1: What? What were they? So one was... Was the drop. Or was the, the drop to Romney. Deflect, and sorry, TV I said TV. in the Cal game, I said Romney, I meant Kali on that one. Yeah. So that one was Romney against McNeese State. Others, there was a couple that were well guarded. And then there was three or four that the guy was open and Mangum either underthrew it or launched it over his head. Mm-hmm. And so to me, there's enough evidence to just say, I'm not saying, guys... Get rid of Mangum, bench him mm-hmm. forever. I'm just saying, we're if we're really saying like, oh hey, this guy's not performing. Let's see if this, let's give this guy a shot, like we've been doing with wide receiver. Why not do it
2: with quarterback? Mm-hmm. So my question for you is, at what point in the schedule do you decide this is where? Do you put him in at Utah State and say we're going to try Wilson, or do you say we we got to go with Mangum? And then see what happens. I mean, when do you put Wilson in?
0: I think Kemp would have done it three games ago.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, In the sound of it. I mean, I would have – see, I get why you you don't do it against Washington, right? right. Their defense – there's no way we're winning that game. I don't care who's starting at quarterback right. or receiver. We're not going to win that Max game. Max Hall would have won that game. We could have we looked <laughs> better, but we're not win that game. But now you're getting to the point of the season where it's like, we should be beating these teams.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: If our offense, if our passing game is not – Clicking in the against Utah State and we go down, then I think you you bring in Hall for a couple series and see if you could spark it. And you just tell Mingum you're like, hey, we're gonna see if we can mix it up and spark it, spark yeah. something. And if you can, then great. If not, go back to Mingum. I got to yeah. say,
2: my biggest worry is not BYU's game. I just I hate losing to Utah State because their fans <laughs> are like the biggest little brothers, Absolutely. which is like, don't forgive me, don't forgive me. And I'm like, your guys are doing great. That's fine. But you just get so excited when you beat terrible BYU teams, and it drives me insane. You no, know, unfortunately, <laughs>
0: it's happened too much recently, uh, yeah. so we've been hearing too much
2: of that. I Abs- agree,
0: absolutely. Yeah, so I am all for sparking the offense, but I'm not as ready to, to pull the trick, not as quick to pull the trigger on Mangum just yet. Um, I think that, like, for, like first and foremost, like the coaches know their players better than anybody, better than any of us outsiders, any of us fans or anything, right? Um, you go back to it, like, Mangum beat out Wilson. Like, pre game or you know, preseason. He beat him out. He proved he was better. Doesn't matter how he threw or whatever. Like he proved he was better. Uh, one thing I heard on the radio was this week was um Grimes saying like, hey we require a lot of our quarterbacks, like not just throwing the ball, not just handing off the ball. But like BYU with all their shifts and all their motions and things like you you're putting a veteran out there and he's getting it done, right? And like you talk about a 19-year-old kid like going out there against power five defenses, not so much anymore, not power mm-hmm. fives anymore, right? But like asking him to do those things, that's a tall order. Mm-hmm. Like you got to dumb it down significantly and like these coaches they're, they're coaching for their lives, like, you know, literally, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. And they're like they're not going to put their their livelihood in the hands of a 19-year-old kid. Like I don't care who you are, right? Mm-hmm. And so, like, I think that's why they've gone with Mangum. I think that's why they're, they've stuck with them so far. Um, and like I've said, you know, a few times already, like, they know their team. They know they don't have the athletes. But that was one question in the, in the preseason thing. I, I asked you guys, who's going to be the, the playmakers? Like, who's going to score touchdowns, right? And it was like, uh, no one else, I don't yeah. know, Squally, yeah. you know? Yeah. But, like, wide receivers, wide receiver talent is average at best, right? <laughs> I don't care who Hmm. like who you bring up a name average you know and uh, like me and you were texting about this like Mangum very average quarterback right Wilson we don't know he's a freshman I still trust a senior over a freshman you know what I mean especially one that I know nothing about and one that beat out that freshman right like if he had he had beat him out and he was significantly better like like at Clemson, right? Mm-hmm. Like, they had the number one recruit. Lawrence and Bryant. Yep. He he was, like, neck and neck with them. So they gave it to the freshman, and now they're in a world of hurt because he got <laughs> hurt, right? Yeah, yeah. And so, I, like, that was, like, worst-case scenario, right? Yeah. And I think, like, it, that whole freshman senior thing scenario is similar. But, like, BYU coaches don't have the luxury of, like, being like, oh, let's try the freshman for a few games. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so... Like, I think they're being ultra-conservative by design, and I think they're okay with it. They're okay with being a run team, with the scheme and stuff. Like, obviously, I want them to pass the ball more, right? I'm, not, I'm all for that. And, like, the checkdowns, like, being a former quarterback, I, under- <laughs> I understand the checkdowns more, right? Yeah. Like, you don't throw late down the middle. You cannot d- do turnovers because, like, like, like we talked about, like the turnover plus minus mm-hmm. thing, the margin of error – is very slim for BYU so far it might be more now that we're not playing as good a competition but I think that that has been huge so far and I think I think the margin of error against Utah State is really slim too so yeah. you'll probably see a lot of the similar things um, and they'll try to find different ways to, to stretch the field and to, to deceive the teams and so like I'm all for Wilson getting some playing time I don't think it'll be against Utah State Northern Illinois, blah blah blah, whatever. You miss. I don't think it'd be against Boise. Maybe like unless like he beats him out somehow. Yeah. And and like really like maybe Mangum will get hurt and then we'll still have to play. True. No, but then true. but then like we'll see. Like like I think I think like when Wilson does get in, he'll throw a deep ball and it'll be awesome. It'll be like, oh everybody like you know, play him. But like there's so many other Things that go into That's the offense, like like I mentioned, the shifting, mm-hmm. you know, the reading, the defense is protecting the ball, and I think like like I don't think Bo is three and two if Wilson starts started the season because like I think he would force more balls, and he would have a lot more turnovers. Just just the fact of being a freshman, yeah. like like just experience and stuff, and so I mean, so the tough thing is you never know until you see it. Absolutely, right? but so I but like I, but like until I do know, I'm gonna play my percentages mm-hmm. and. Because I'm coaching for my life. Yeah. And I'm going to go with the senior.
1: Well, and I agree with you that that's why they started Tanner. Yes. Yeah. Because of all those things you listed.
0: And I thought. Well, and, and he beat him out,
1: number one. Okay. So what I'll say, though, is I think he beat him out, but I think he beat him out because of what you were saying. Because
0: of, with, the, because of the other things. Because of the not, other not things. Not because he can throw a better ball. Not because. Yeah. Because
1: absolutely. the reports, all the reports we were hearing was that Wilson was looking better. Yeah. Everything. So to me, it was and by bad. looking better, throwing a better ball, throwing a better ball. Okay, from what the media sees right. in the last right. 10 minutes. Or Which whatever. obviously we're going to trust the coaches more. Right. So when they named a Mangum, I mean, in our podcast, I said like, okay, I think team I think team. it's going to yeah. be Wilson. No, I said like before, yeah. Yeah, I was like, you right, know, right, before I right. always Andrews, thought
2: team Mangum, Cam yeah.
1: has
0: been <laughs> team Wilson, and it's still that way apparently. He Just is,
1: <laughs> but but we're past, and I agree. You start the senior, especially mm-hmm. with the tough schedule, but we've seen enough now and i've seen enough that it's that there's no offensive downfield threat like none whatsoever and you're not you're gonna to lose to a Utah State. You're gonna to lose to Boise State. You're gonna to lose to Utah again. What is the fan base gonna be like if we lose to Utah again? Because that's, we can't. Just like it has been the last seven years. Yeah, so no well, nothing deal.
2: changed. I mean, <laughs> everyone's <Yeah>. year eight.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not a big deal because it's so far gone, right? Like that's not that's not a good
2: Do you guys think Utah State is kind of a big pivotal game for Mingham where if he doesn't play well, that is the so that is the sign for change. That is the, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, try.
0: absolutely. I think like if BYU's offense stinks, stinks, it up, then they'll be like, like, all right, like it's a battle again. You know what I mean? Um, and I think, I think after this game, there's a lot more opportunity for Wilson yeah. to play. Um, also, but like if Mangan played like he did last game, I think they're okay with that and they'll keep him, you know? And like, cause like he, pre- he's proven that he's, he's a good enough quarterback essentially. You know what I mean? Good enough to win, and that's that's what he is. Like, like you know, you can't can't expect much more from that, right? And so, but if you play like you did last game, they'll be like, all right, we're good, and our running game will be better against Utah State, and we'll be fine. See, that's my thing. It, it
1: he it, he needs to improve with the passing though, because as far as stretching the field a little bit more, because I don't think our running game will be as effective effective because teams will just key on and out it. like he's got to be able to and if if,
0: if you have that same Passing performance that you had against Washington and team it up with a, a run game that they've had before But but who did we have that run game against? Okay, we Arizona, Wisconsin, Arizona, yeah,
1: right? Who, who sucks. Yeah. Right. Wisconsin, no. McNeese doesn't? State, we didn't even have that great of a run game going. Like, yeah, finally. I didn't, honestly, I didn't watch that game. Finally, <laughs> they started <laughs> overpowering them towards the end. Yeah. Or, you know, in the second quarter. Wisconsin, I don't know why, but they were just. And I, a lot of it might have been because that linebacker was injured. Mm-hmm. But that fly sweep just had them caught. Mm-hmm. Right. But every other team, like. If they are able to stop the fly sweep and then have some success against the run, we have no chance, and we're not going to win that many. I think we I, could have chance to win a lot
0: more. If we I have just- to imagine that Jeff Grimes has a lot more up his sleeve, than just relying on the fly sweep. You know what I mean? Like, like he he has other ways that he that he want that he can stretch the field. I don't know why he hasn't revealed them yet or whatever. Like, he's he's young. He's implementing it still, you know?
1: I think he tried to reveal it. Like, I went over those McNeese State stats. Mm -hmm. He tried to reveal it in that game. He thought, okay, this is a weaker opponent. We're going to complete some downfield. That's why we had eight attempts compared to all these others Mm -hmm. in that game. And none of them were completed. And some of the guys were open. And that's when you're just like, okay... We need to see if there's somebody else that can, and maybe Mangum tears it up against Utah State, and if Mm -hmm. he does, then awesome. You know, I just want to see. We have to be more balanced, and I'm not even calling for 300 yard games. It's not going to happen this year. I get Mm -hmm. that, but we got to be able to be passing for 200 yards if we're going to be able to keep the run game successful enough to carry us to victories.
0: You bring up some good point. I don't think that the pass game is like it's essential, right? You got to have it. But I don't think you have to have it like you're wanting it. You know what I mean? And BOE's proven that you don't have to have what you're wanting to win. You know what I mean?
2: Yep. We have a s-
0: we have a small sample size. Then. Yes.
2: So my question to both you two: What does BYU need to work on for the rest of this season? What are your biggest points that BYU needs to work on?
0: Well, first, first and foremost, they need to become bowl eligible. Mm-hmm. That's not that's the number one goal. Yeah. Um, is it
2: like and beat the, the rivals
0: well I mean like how much can you improve during the season right okay. that's that's hard to do because like you have all the off season preparation and then you get so beat up and everything during the season how much can you improve during that um, I think like I think a lot of it's on the receivers like because who's going to make the plays who's mm-hmm. going to catch the ball right like yeah they were open and like the ball should be there but how come they weren't open the other games like why why is Mangum checking down how do we know they weren't how how do you know they were though that's uh, what i'm asking you i've seen why, several where why is, were why, they is why is Mangum checking down are they covered why okay or, so or like, like that 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 makes sense to me it, like the window there he's like oh i can't turn the ball over i'm not going to throw it check down that makes sense you know what i mean i i agree that's like, what let's you, get the defense on the field yeah. let's let them stop them and get us better field position like I agree that, that's, that's all part of the whole scheme. I agree that's Mingham's thought, but I yeah. think that's the issue. So here's the thing, but, but that, that's what that's what the coaches are teaching them. Yeah. That's so, what I'm telling you. Here's the like, thing. like the coaches are preaching, you gotta protect the ball. We can't turn it over because we can't we gotta win because we're so slim, you know what I mean?
1: I agree to an extent, but they they don't think that they're not gonna be like, hey, don't
0: pass it downfield at all. No, but they they are going to say, don't turn the ball over.
1: Yeah, and I agree, and I think that's too much in Mangum's head to the point where he's too afraid to go downfield now. So, So, like, you bring up the receivers, right? And I agree, they're probably average receivers. Unless they are the worst receivers in BYU history... Which they might be. Which they which they could be. But the
2: percentages anybody receivers are actually listening to this but podcast. the podcast.
1: But the percentages are pretty low on those chances. You're right, they might be. Well I I I wanna know who who is worse then. I there's probably several <laughs> we could find. I mean, who was Max Hall really throwing to a senior year besides Pitta?
0: Yeah, but who was Max Hall was an Andrew elite, George. Max Hall was an elite
1: quarterback. I know. And I'm not. And that's what I'm saying. Like I know, I that. agree, but I'm not saying we have a Max Hall on the team. I'm saying we probably have somebody that's better than being able to average 120 yards. Not
0: as a freshman, necessarily. Maybe. But, but, but you, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, maybe, but you don't Listen, know. But you don't know. But so you, you go with your percentages. But you know what so I do know? The senior.
1: I do know that we have a senior that is averaging 120 yeah, yards. And he, can, and he can win you games,
0: is what he's proven.
1: No, he's proven that he can hand the ball. He has not won us
0: games nor lost this games at okay. this point. But then that goes back to turnovers, right? If you're going to win or lose a game, you got to win or lose the turnover battle. Mangum has won the turnover battle in all of their wins. And I would I would bet money that Wilson would not win the turnover battle
1: in all those games. So maybe he doesn't win the turnover battle, but maybe we're actually able to stretch the field. But then at you're not able touchdowns. to touchdowns.
0: Like, yeah, but but like,
1: like no, it's always going to be a give and take between those two. Right. There's no doubt, and I, that's obvious. Like. And that
0: goes back to the coaching and the scheme, right? Well, no,
1: and I agree. I'm just saying it might be worth it to try a guy because who knows? Maybe he's going to protect the ball, and maybe he's going to
0: stretch the field. <laughs> I know, like you don't know, which is what I'm saying. I agree. Yeah, and which I, which is why I, like I he a, gave him I a couple a, series to see what he could. I do. I've agreed to that. That that I don't know, but coaches also don't know. Yeah. The coaches have the best idea, better than any of us. Okay. And wait, let me finish my thought. Okay. They have the best idea, and they're going to play the percentages, because that will give them the best chance to win. I
1: agree. Okay, you agree. I agree with that. But coaches also don't always know, right? Okay, so (laughs) in 2000, who was our best quarterback? I don't know. In the year 2000? Doman. When did he finally play? The last two games. The last of the year. two games of the year, right? Sometimes you don't know until the guy is in there, right? Right? Okay. Yeah, but Dolman was in 20, a junior. In he tw- was a junior in 2010. I don't care. He had never no. played any time at quarterback in 2010. He was still a ju- In 2010, who was our best quarterback? I don't know. I don't, I can't keep track
0: of all these things like you. Man. Okay,
1: it was was it Riley Nelson or, or 2011? Sorry. We started heaps for forever because mm-hmm. he was the guy, right? When we bring in Nelson, like, and I get it. These guys have more experience. I'm just saying you don't always know. I mean, it's right. You look at Sam Darnold with USC, right? And I'm not saying we have Sam Darnold on the team. Trust me. I'm not saying that. I'm just using it as an example. Coaches will start a guy And yeah. Notre Dame this year with Winbush right? Mm-hmm. They'll start a guy because they're thinking, okay, this guy gives me the best chance to win because of the things you just named. Mm-hmm. He's older. He doesn't turn the ball over as much. Yes. Yeah. This guy
0: might have more explosive, but because but- those are the percentages that, that make you win.
1: Right. Okay. Yeah. So now you look at the percentages though, of what are we doing is stretching the field. Cause we need to be able to stretch it a little bit. We're not even saying a ton. I'm not saying we need to be 300 yards again. Like we've been in the mm-hmm. past, like old BYU teams. I'm saying we need to be 200 yards. And we haven't been there. We've been there once this year. Once. And it was against a really crappy Arizona team. So if, if there's a chance, there's somebody else on your team. So you keep saying bring up a freshman. Okay, then don't play the freshman. Put in Critchlow. No. Then put in
0: somebody. Critchlow has proven. Like Wilson beat out Critchlow. The beginning of this I season. agree,
1: and no, I say, and I, I say, you put in Wilson. I'm just saying you don't use the excuses. Well, we don't have anybody
0: else. That you, no, I'm not. I'm not saying we don't have anybody else. You give them two series. I'm not even saying you give them the whole game. I'm saying you can do that, but it's not going to be in the Utah State game because the margin matters too th- too small, and it'll there'll be opportunities
1: down the line. I agree. You don't do it in the Utah State game unless. You're down by 14 points. Cause guess what? If you're down by 14 points and Mangum's the quarterback, you've already lost that game. So what's the risk
0: of putting in a Wilson to see what he could do? I don't going down 21. i say 21. Going 20, 20, 20, 20, who cares? You're gonna lose anyway. No, well the, that that's what I mean. Like the defense, like like BYU's gonna rely on the defense to create turnovers, like like they've been doing all year to get better field position and to score. Like if they're down 14, they're gonna tell the defense, "Hey, we need that ball back." They're not gonna tell Mangum, "Hey, we're gonna go deep." You know what I mean? Well.
2: So we've we've been talking a lot about this quarterback battle. It's been getting very heated. But Andrew just said something that I I really think it'd be a crime if we don't talk about BYU's defense. Yes. Now, the one thing we haven't been mentioning, a huge bright spot on the team this year, the defense. Yeah. No, I agree.
1: It's been like this last game was rough, but like we talked about, two key guys were out in the defense in in the past game. And I think that was big, but yeah, they've been better than I expected. They would
2: biggest be. takeaways that I've loved about the defense this year: we go into the Arizona game and everyone's talking about Tate, how great Tate is yeah. going to be, how awesome he's going to have this year, and we shut Tate down. We go into the Wisconsin game and Taylor, Taylor's everyone's Heisman talking about how course. Taylor, he's a Heisman. I mean, he's, he's going to rush up and down the field. We shut him down. I love that we are going in big name players and we shut him down with our defense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Kafusi, I, yeah. I love the Kafusi Caffucci family. I love
1: the Kafusi family. Kafusi's been better than I thought he was going to be. Absolutely. He's he's improved a ton. I I definitely agree. I mean, Talkie Talkie's been.
2: Amazing. I was going to say the Wisconsin game. They always talked about Talkie Talkie. Yeah. That oh my game. gosh,
1: that game. I, I that would, was one of the best defensive games I've
2: seen. I would say best. he's
0: probably team MVP
2: so far. I oh, was yeah. going to say it's to me. It's between Kafusi and Taki Taki. Both yeah. those guys. I think he'd throw territory. Tonga in there, but I think it yeah. is. I think, it's, I think
0: it'd be Taki uh, Taki with I all those TFLs and everything. Um, Zane Anderson could be, but he's been banged up a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, on offense, offensive MVP, probably Squally just because he has the most points. Squally. I like just the running
1: backs in Germany. Squally yeah. and Lapine. Uh, uh, Katoa? Yeah, yeah, like he. I, I am confident in the running game moving forward. I mm-hmm. think it's here, And I think that's where Grimes... So, like, one thing comparing to last year with Detmer, right, is we just kept going back and forth, like, oh, we're run heavy. Oh, we're pass heavy. Like, Grimes is building the identity, and that is that is good. Mm-hmm. Like, the big offensive line, effective running, and that's been awesome. So that's why offensively we were,
0: we're better than last what year. What kind of worries me about Grimes building this identity is that we're looking a lot like LSU, has in years past, and LSU. Boo! I hate LSU. Right, like I, I've never really been impressed with their offense no. at ton, and so it's kind of like, if this is the future, that's fine. We'll win games, but.
2: Well, when you guys are talking about the uh, the sweep, I just kept having nightmares of high school. I'm like, oh, the green sweep. Oh. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a huge fan I, of I the jet sweep because yeah. of
0: that, but it was it was all right, I guess. Um, but so looking ahead, BYU what expectations do you have for them finishing their last seven games seven games something
2: that, um yeah. the the one that I think I just don't know about is Hawaii I mean the record is pretty good right now I don't think but at it's the beginning Hawaii. of the season I would have said it's Hawaii
0: yeah
2: I don't know I think this is one that if BYu isn't sharp it could it could bite them
0: mm-hmm.
2: you know I mean we know Boise State will be a tough one Boise State isn't Currently ranked as they have been at times in the past when Boise played them, but Boise State is always a great team. Mm-hmm. So my three biggest ones: Utah State, Hawaii, Boise State, and then and I guess Utah at the of end. Of course.
0: So. So what do you So like, how many of those? How many games do you expect them to lose? Yeah, I guess. Like, um. How, what are they going to finish season record as?
2: Finishing season record. I hope that they will only lose two. And they'll so end we'll, with like, uh, like who? Like, don't just hope. Give well, me analysis. Boise State in Utah is what I possibly think. I mean, I don't want them to lose to Utah. That well, yeah. bugs me the most. We don't. We don't
0: want them to lose any of them, right? But what are you? But what are you predicting? I'm
2: predicting. Is uh, it eight and four? Eight four. Yeah, like always, eight and four. Story of my life. <laughs> with losses to Boise and Utah. Boise and Utah. Okay. What about you, Kemp? I think
1: we've proven we could beat any team left on our schedule. True. Right. Um... So do you expect them to? No. I want them to. <laughs> right. I think what will happen is they will improve in the past game, whether it's Mangum stepping up, whether it's a switch, what, mm-hmm. whatever it is, whether it's change in scheme. I think they will improve a little bit and will become a little bit more balanced, and um, and if we're able to do that, I think we go 6-1 and one the rest of the way. Nice. With the and,
2: one
0: loss, too? Either Utah or Boise State. Hopefully, Boise State. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, I would agree with what Camp said, and I'm not picking whether it's Utah State or Boise, Utah or Boise State. But yeah, it, I think this Utah State game is critical. Like they gotta, they gotta prove they can, they can win, right? They can win the in-state rivalry games. Yeah, nice. this
1: game is big. It's huge because because they they have offensive power. I mean, they put up what was it, 30 points against Michigan State on right. the road. So. Yeah, it'll be,
0: it'll be a big test for the defense for sure. So that's going to conclude our BYU midseason recap. Um, and we'll call that good for now <laughs> since it's been so long and most of it was just me and camp arguing in circles. <laughs> If you made it through all that, thanks. <laughs> if not... Um, Tune in to our
2: next podcast, where we talk about the general state of college football as a whole.
0: <laughs> so, yep. Uh, enjoy your occasional sports and our occasional podcast. Thanks. Breathe in for luck. Breathe in so
2: deep. This air is blessed. You share.